It's Tuesday, February 25, 2020. You want a total ban on natural gas extraction, fracking in the next five years. Climate change gets a moment at the Nevada Democratic debate. The barricades must now come down. Natural gas pipeline protesters blockade Canadian rail lines. Climate impact of oil and gas production worse than previously known, plus... Tech Resources is walking away from its proposed $20 billion oil sands mine. Big oil company drops Alberta tar sands mine. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. This is an existential threat. You know what that means, Chuck? Yes, he knows what that means, Bernie. That means we're fighting for the future of this planet. I know. I know, Bernie. We're trying. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, good news, I think. Uh, we have once again seen the climate crisis come up in a Democratic presidential debate in a rather substantive manner. Yeah, it got some serious attention in the Nevada Democratic presidential debate. Not that you would know it because they were all fighting with each other. So everyone talked about that instead of the substance. But, you know. Other than that, though, on the broadcast, we analyzed that climate section in depth with policy experts who said that the climate policies of Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Elizabeth Warren are most aligned with targets indicated by climate science. A major policy difference, however, among the Democratic presidential contenders is whether to ban fracking for oil and gas. Sanders and Warren call for a ban, but former Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Amy Klobuchar, former Mayor Pete Buttigieg and and billionaire Michael Bloomberg call natural gas a transition fuel on the path to decarbonization, accompanied by more stringent regulation and oversight of the industry. A transition to what? But on the broadcast, climate policy expert Dr. Leah Stokes of UC Santa Barbara warned that that's not what the science indicates. To limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, we cannot build any new fossil fuel infrastructure. That is what the research shows. So yes, if we talk about what the next Democratic administration should do, they should begin the process as soon as possible to start phasing that out. And now a disturbing new study warns that the oil and gas industry has had a far worse impact on the climate than previously thought. The study concluded that methane leaks from oil and gas production may have been underestimated by as much as 40 percent. Methane is a more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide over shorter time periods. So if further studies can confirm these findings, it could mean that we are in store for more warming sooner than predicted. Well, who could have predicted that? Meanwhile, the growing spread of the coronavirus has triggered a downturn in oil stocks and the broader stock market over fears that the virus will impact global economic growth. The impact of the virus on economic activity has already cut China's demand for oil, and that has caused China's greenhouse gas emissions to drop about 25 percent. Yay, coronavirus. Well, the reduction in China's emissions is, of course, only temporary, but experts say that the outbreak 
highlights the vulnerability of the global economy to unpredictable shocks. Don't worry, we'll have another global pandemic and everything will be just fine. More bad news for big oil. A Finland government research report warns that the economics of the oil industry are increasingly unsustainable. And it arrives at the somewhat shocking conclusion that, quote, the economic viability of the entire global oil market could come undone within the next few years. Wow, maybe that's what Jim Cramer over at CNBC was talking about just a week or two ago when he advised people to get out of fossil fuel stocks. Meanwhile, in Canada, on Monday, police began arresting anti-pipeline protesters who have blockaded and shut down major rail networks across the country. It's in support of the First Nations Wet'suwet'en tribe. The tribe opposes the construction of a new natural gas pipeline through their territory in northern British Columbia. The tribe's hereditary chiefs say they do not consent to the project on their lands. Finally, a New York Times analysis finds that some of the world's largest financial institutions are divesting from companies that get revenue from Canada's destructive tar sands oil project. They must have been listening to Jim Cramer. The increasingly uneconomic outlook for the project, also combined with growing public pressure, has caused a major driller to drop out. On Monday, Canadian firm Tech Resources withdrew its application to construct a massive new $20 billion tar sands mine in Alberta. Wow, that's good news. Does that mean there won't be enough juice to run through the Keystone XL pipeline now? Probably not. Really? Yeah. There's always more, isn't there? Yeah. For much more on all of these reports and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, or Google Play. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Green News Report.